Welcome to Glass Talk, Canada's podcast for the architectural glass industry. Now here's your host, Patrick Flannery. Hi everyone, I'm Pat Flannery. Today I had a chat with Vincent Coutier. He is the COO of Unicell Architectural. They are a glass fabricator in Longy, Quebec. They recently won an award for their vision control product, uh, which is uh, uh, interior uh, louvers uh, in uh, an insulated glass product that is, uh, they've had a lot of success applying for healthcare applications. And uh, Vincent has an engineering background, so uh, I thought it would be a, a great opportunity to uh, get him on to really tell us uh, about the uh, the challenges and the opportunities of doing work in the healthcare industry, uh, what some of the special demands there are, some of the considerations that uh, companies like his have to take into uh, account when they're uh, uh, responding to bids for hospitals and uh, long care, long-term care homes. Uh, especially relevant these days, since there does seem to be so much work and so much of the the really high end work that we do comes from that sector. Uh, so great, uh, great conversation with Vincent. Uh, uh, he had a lot of uh, uh, interesting information that was frankly new to me uh, about the uh, challenges of glazing in the healthcare industry. Okay, hi everybody, and welcome to Glass Talk. I'm here with Vincent Couturier. <laughs> no, I'm probably not saying that right. Hi, uh, Vincent is uh, the uh, COO of uh, Unicell Architectural. Uh, they are a uh, very major uh, glass fabricator in uh, in Quebec. Where, where exactly uh, are you guys, Vincent? Uh, we're located in Longueuil, which is about 10, 15 minutes out of Montreal in the suburbs. Awesome. Yes, uh, Longueuil, Quebec, uh, beautiful area. And, uh, and Vincent, uh, I wanted to get uh, Vincent on here today uh, because they, well, first of all, I, I, they came to my attention that they just won a, a very nice award that we're going to talk about uh, for, uh, for one of their products, but uh, specifically the work that they do in the healthcare industry. And I think as, as we all know, um, you know, so much of our work these days is coming uh, in hospitals and long-term care homes and, uh, and different places like that. And, uh, you know, there, there, there's some special needs, uh, some special uh, uh, things that, that the healthcare industry needs and, and, and has to specify on their glazing. And I wanted to just dive into a little bit of that and see if I could draw on some of Vincent's expertise and Unicell's um, uh, uh, experience in, uh, in, in working for that industry. So first of all, Vincent, welcome very much. Welcome to Glass Talk. Uh, great to have you on. Um, why don't you start out by uh, just introducing, uh, I guess, yourself, maybe a little bit about your background and uh, Unicell. Sure. Um, so uh, let's start with Unicell. Unicell is a 60 years old company. Um, it was founded uh, well, a while back. More, I mean, the company's older than me. Um, but it was based, uh, always based out of Montreal. They used to do solariums, residential stuff, and that grew into a curtain wall business that we currently have today. Um, we've also recently acquired a company that is based in Quebec that makes uh, timber curtain wall, which is pretty special. Um, so that's pretty interesting. Um, and we've also have a division making insulated glass units with integrated lines or louvers. Um, our integrated louvers is a patented product that we've had for quite a long time, and that's sold mainly in the healthcare market across America. Um, 
and we also have the integrated blinds, which we make as a lower end product that is also uh, sold in the healthcare industry in North America. Um, we are pretty dominant in terms of interior and also exterior glazing when we need privacy control with integrated blinds. So that's what we make um, in summary. Uh, for myself, I'm a, I have a background in engineering, um, and I'm also now a, um, actually my brother and I took over the company, so I do CEO. My brother is a general manager, and uh, we're both shareholders of the company. Fantastic. When, when did that happen? When did you guys get involved? So uh, I've been in the company for 10 years. Um, my dad used to own it, and then we sold it to a bank, and then my brother and I bought it back from the bank about two years ago. Um, so it's a family transition that we've had that was quite nice. Um, our family didn't found the company. Um, it was another family. Then it, it, it went between a lot of hands and then we ended up here. Um, but yeah, this has been uh, quite a ride for us and we're pretty happy to be where we are at. And I think it's just the start with a lot of new products coming out. Yeah, we, 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 we're hearing a little, we're hearing a little more of that these days. Uh, uh, Energy, uh, the uh, vinyl guys uh, recently sort of, sort of broke up and sold back to a lot of the uh, a lot of the old owners and old family members that had been running uh, their operations in different places and uh, and and now their uh, the thermoplast is back uh, for instance uh, so there's uh, that seems to be uh, that seems to be something that can happen the venture capital comes in and then uh, and then uh, and then you get a chance to get back yeah, in yeah. so that's congratulations they're, usually there for, they're there for an in and out and uh, i mean yeah. there's a lot of money in the markets for investment for investors, so they're looking to buy companies, and there's not that many out there for sale. So, it's a pretty special environment for business owners right now. But it's it's definitely a positive environment for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. I guess it's I guess it's nice that they do that. It's very helpful to get that big capital injection. Uh, <laughs> at least yeah. if you can, at least if you can retain control over what you do, right? That's the for sure. yeah. For sure. That's the big question. Anyways, enough about that. Yeah. Um, let, let's 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 talk about let's talk about healthcare glazing um, in in a I guess in the in the big sense in a, the, yeah. sort of the, the 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 big view. What 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 are the big priorities for healthcare project managers, pe people who are putting together these uh, these hospital projects when they're specifying glazing? So the, I would say the two top priorities are often um, the um, hygiene, like cleaning cleanliness. Um, healthcare facilities are not cleaned that thoroughly. And they're also they're, they're in environments where there need to be a lot of sanitization, pardon my French. So um, everything has to be kind of dust-free, dust-proof, meaning uh, the interior, uh, if you're looking for um, exterior glazing, you have um, very clean lines inside, um, not that many places where dust can accumulate. Um, that's that's key features that they're really looking at, and also privacy control, of course, for patients. Um, that's something that is very sought after. Um, a lot of light. They really aim for always the maximum light as possible, but while keeping some privacy, um, especially on lower levels for healthcare facilities where where we often come in with integrated lines um, for lower levels for upper levels as well. Um, so that's hygiene and privacy control are definitely the two big points here for healthcare facilities. Yeah, right. So I guess the, I, I like that point about clean lines. So you'd want to be you'd want to be making sure. I, I guess you don't have too many um, huh, unnecessary change like angles on your uh, on your frames. 
Um, you might even not have level sills. Um, sometimes I, I, I'm not um, sure if they get into that. I'm, I mean, a lot of, um, for sure you would need interior, uh, dry, I would call it dry gasketing, meaning no butyl inside. That would, right. uh, and stuff like that. That's, that's a no, no. Um, it's mainly having a, the clean, the more, well, in every commercial nowadays, the, the, the target is have the biggest IG as possible almost. Um, so that's something that's pushed in the healthcare facilities as well. Um, what we've also seen since we do some curtain wall is also sound transmission between floors. Um, so architects would have us uh, put some kind of sound noise transmitting, well, noise reduction actually inside the mullions. Um, that's something we've seen a lot and that's really sought after. Um, won't tell you all the trade secrets, but we've had to develop some quite fancy SDC control stuff over the years. Yeah, actually, uh, bouncing on that SDC for IG is something that is very important um, because they want to have noise control. If you're in a very urban environment, you would need to have good SDCs on your IGs because you want to have a quiet room for your patient. Um, that's always something that I'm kind of if you look at Europe, in Europe, they have, they don't really use SDC anymore because that's not a very precise measure for noise control. Um, it's an environmental, an environment um, issue, not just the glass. So you'll have a center of glass SDC, which is okay. But then does it, is it good for that specific frequency in your specific application? Um, and then the, the, the parameter is also as important as the, just the, the layering of glass. So there's a lot of factors coming in that are also, everything is towards the patient and how making them feel comfortable and safe so you can heal better. Yeah, that's, 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 I hadn't thought of that, but that's right. The sound control has got to be a, uh, has got to be a huge uh, aspect of it. And well, I'd, yeah. I'd love, I'd love to hear your trade secrets on how you're, uh, on how you're soundproofing your mullions, but uh, <laughs> I won't make you, uh, I won't make you dig into anything. <laughs> uh, no, it's, 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 uh, it's not rocket science. It's just finding the right stuff to put in uh, to be able to manufacture it in a costly matter while also live, mitigating condensation in that whatever product you're using. Yeah, but, it's, usually um, about the, it's usually about a fill, right? It's some kind of a fill, or uh, is it is it good to have a gap in there too? I would, I mean, air gaps are good for noise control. That's right. That would that's what gives you the best uh, sound control. But as at the same time, you needed some layering. Uh, blocking noise frequency is all about layering. If if you look at um, just glass, you'll have your lamies. Um, having an asymmetric lamy will block as the Basically, you want all, your, all, all kinds of frequency you want to be blocked. So let's say a, a, the double six Lamy will block certain frequencies, but it might not block a higher pitch or a lower pitch. I don't know. Then that's why you would having different setups would block a lot more range of frequencies, which is better. Um, but then again, you're getting into thick or asymmetric laminated, which increase costs. Um, and then again, cost is always also a factor in healthcare for sure, uh, especially in Canada. We do a lot of projects in the United States where cost is a factor, but they're really looking at being more of a private, privately owned sector. They're 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 competing against other healthcare facilities to be better than them and actually attract more patients because they're seen as fine. While in Canada, we do not have this approach. Um, so often the 
the, the, the initial goals are the same with architects in the United States and the Canada, but then the end uh, value engineering comes in and we end up having not the cheapest, I would say, but the, the mid range um, for sure, uh, which isn't that people tend to be negative about how, I mean, I'm from Quebec, so we're always negative about our healthcare system and about <laughs> other provinces, but uh, the recent jobs we've done locally are, I mean, they're not, they haven't put gold within I mean, I've seen facilities in America where they have um, towel heaters. Um, it's a nice to have, but I mean, as a taxpayer in Canada, I don't think it's necessary for a healthcare facility. So, same goes for building products. Yeah, you're, you, and you, you know, you're you're touching on something there that's crossed my mind different times. Is I think there's been a actually there's the, there's been a trend in Canada for them to though do a little more than they used to do with the appearance and and, and the aesthetics uh, of, of the healthcare buildings and, and and institutions well i mean universities have gone crazy i mean they're they're building showpieces you know all the time but of course that's you know a mix of money um but the uh but but that even on the healthcare side i've been really impressed with some of the facades that, that they've been doing with the with the hospitals and and like you say you know the Americans obviously have their have their incentive to do that. They're 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 fighting for business, um, but um, but uh, yeah, here there's what what accounts for that? Why 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 do you think there's a little more? I mean, I know it's still a lot less than the Americans, but there, why is there a little more interest in uh, in in making the hospital look good in Canada? I think the interest in having beautifully beautiful buildings as part of an architectural heritage is kind of now back on the table while in the 80s or 60s it was a lot less an important factor an important matter now um like governing bodies they don't they they want to have they want to they they, they they need a healthcare facility but they want to they want to leave behind a, an architectural heritage that wasn't really a, a factor in a lot of years where uh i mean i wasn't born but in the i, I feel like in the 60s or 90s or you you'll see some building where you can definitely think that the usage was the first purpose and then whatever it looked like was not as important as it is right now so um it, it's it's picking up um, i mean we see now bridges building built where they do architectural contests just to make it look good because they they it's going to be there for years and years and you want to have a nice landscape uh, at the end of the day so it's it's more of a matter, and also there's good architectural firms in Canada that that that's all locally locally made. Uh, well, most of the time, depending on the size of the projects, but um, we have good people making great designs, and now why not doing them? And if you look at a very large healthcare cost, it's it's an increase. It's not that big of an increase if you look at all the inside costs of making the now that the, the building a healthcare facility is so expensive that. Your exterior facade is a big part of that cause, but not as big as, I mean, the the all the technology that's in there now is so much more expensive. Uh, you'd rather do a nice exterior looking building than just using brick and mortar, I guess. Yeah, that's an excellent point. I mean, you know, they 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 built all those you know horrible square yellow brick uh, yeah. you know things in the in the in the seventies and eighties and sixties and 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 then you know. Uh, ultimately, they just become an eyesore and have to be torn down. So you're, you know, you're not really ahead, anyways. To some, uh, well, I guess you got, I guess you got your 50 years of use out of the building, but it, it, it doesn't, uh, 
it 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 isn't something anybody wants. So uh, yeah, I, I I get it. That makes a lot of sense. Interesting. Um, on the uh, on the privacy side, um, the um, I mean, I, I see, I would see two. I guess well, two or two technologies and and one just a solution for uh, for for privacy. Obviously, there's curtains and you know stuff you can you can draw across. Uh, but um, and then there's there's obviously dynamic glass so that's probably more expensive. Uh, you guys uh, offer a, a a shading and interior blinds product. Um, tell me, tell me a bit about why, uh, why you guys obviously feel that's the best solution for privacy in a hospital. Well, I mean, uh, dynamic glass for, for instance, they, they always make me think of, um, they were popular for a while. You know, glasses, they used to sell glasses that would tint when you go out and in. Yeah. Um, I see dynamic glass as kind of the same. I mean, it has a lot more potential and probably a lot more future than that type of glass. Nice. But, uh, I I still think that um, especially in Canada, having a controllable solar heating coefficient um, that's is something good. Um, so coming to um, you got electrochromic glass, but then that involves wiring all your your openings, and um, depending on the product and all, it can be milky, and you don't want to. What we found because. What we do is integrated blinds. We have motorized solutions and we also have magnetic or manual solutions. Um, and every project we've done, uh, electric solutions or motorized, um, you're mixing a lot of trades. Uh, trade. So you have glaciers. Glaciers are excellent. They're great glaciers. They know glass. Um, but they're not, they're not electricians. So then the electricians come in and often they don't speak the same language. And most of everything that's either electrochromic glass or our motorized solutions, um, they use low voltage, which is DC voltage. Um, most electricians work in AC voltage. They do plugs, they do light switches. So it's again, not the same kind of electrical work they usually do. That adds a lot of complexity. And then you will have your rooms, your grouping, you want a nurse station that controls all the, the openings, not all of them at the same time. You want individual control, then you will have it has a lot of layers of complexity. And at the end of the day, um, is the user winning on this? I don't feel so. And that's why we supply an integrated blind solution, which has, we do motorized stuff and we have very complicated projects, but we get in the building automatics and all of that. Um, but I feel the, the best product that we've had is really um, either magnetic controls that lets the user control his, his intake of sun uh, and light control. So you, you control your light transmittance because light. When you're looking at IG values, it feels like you want the lower U value, you want your low, the lowest SHGC value, the highest light transmittance value. There, but why integrated lines offer you a controllable stuff, controllable controllable values? So you can have high light transmittance, but you can also want low light transmittance because you want to have less sun in the room because you're in a, an exposed facade. Um, so that's that's where our product is very interesting. Um, also, the solar heat gain coefficients. We see a lot of, well, actually, we only see soft coats now. Soft coats are excellent at controlling the SHGC values. Um, but in Canada, solar heat gain isn't all bad. It's in Texas, I understand, because your, your AC and your cooling is your key feature in your building. But if, if you're looking at... Uh, building up north in Canada under especially Quebec weather or maybe Alberta weather where it's very cold, you might not 
I mean, you don't mind a, 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 gain, a solar heat gain during winter time where you can heat up your building with the sun. And also with the blinds, you can control that solar heat gain. So with our, with our product, you can have a 0.6 or 0.7 solar heat gain when it's open and then go as low as almost zero when the blinds are closed. So your, your, your solar, heat, solar heat gain coefficient, it goes from almost, well, not zero, but very close to zero to 0.6, which is not that good normally but it can be good in a winter time. So basically architects would come to us and be like, I want a solar heat gain coefficient of 0.2625. So which glass do you recommend for that? We're like, well, we can give you a soft coat that will do this, but we can also give you a cheaper glass that will do higher values when the blinds are open, but also lower values when the blinds are closed. Um, so it gives you that controllable feature, which I find is very interesting. Um, also, U-values, um, there's this study from Waterloo University that's getting a bit old, but that's, they've studied the, the, the U-value effect, uh, the, actually the integrated blind value effect, sorry, on U-values. And they found that with integrated blinds, when they're closed, you're almost inside a double pane glass or IG, you're actually getting almost close to a triple glazing because that creates two air chambers. They're not perfectly sealed, but you limit convection within the IG uh, with two zones because your blind is closed in the middle. So having integrated blinds is actually, when they're closed, a better U-value than without blinds, which is interesting. We don't really do that sales pitch often, but it's actually not bad at all for your U-value because you limit convection within the IG. Um, and since the blinds don't touch the glass, there's no heat conduction within glass to blind to glass because there's always that little airspace there. So. It's an interesting fact, not, people, not a lot of people know, but it's actually not bad for your U-value and also gives you a controllable light transmittance and a controllable solar heat gain coefficient, which I find very interesting. That, that, is, that, that is interesting because every, every picture you see of, uh, of, of, of how the heat transmits through an IG unit, uh, you know, you have that convection current yeah. that's inside the cavity. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I wonder, I, what the, uh, th that's interesting. I've never thought of what the effects of interrupting that might, yeah. might be, but it, it, it seems helpful. Yeah, definitely. So we 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 have a, this. I, I could send it to you after. It's really interesting. So this there's actually a university, the PhD guy that did a thesis on this, and they found that they have the U values with every angle of lines. Um, I mean, I guess not a people like me are fans of that kind of stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you might be the only person that knows about this, Vincent. But yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, trying to get people to know about it. Yeah. No. That's 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 interesting stuff, and you know, and and I like the point too um, about the solar heat gain. I mean, this is the conundrum uh, that we have in our cold climate uh, all the yeah. time, right? Is uh, is 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 solar heat gain good or bad? And the answer is half of the year it's good, and half of the year it's bad. And well, I, or maybe a third of the year good, third of the year bad, and a third of the year you want something in between. Um, yeah, but if a guy the. the uh, the Saint-Gobain or the Pilkington or the Guardian of this world can send you, sell you a soft coat that's more expensive, they'll for sure say it's better all the time. So, yeah, but and it's, how, it's how, a good product. It's just, to me, I feel like it's, it's really being seen as the future of glazing for exterior application. And I feel like it, it is, but to a certain point. And to me, I feel it should be always thought of well, it, it just, it, you know, with, with all the energy uh, concerns and, and the hospitals have to be, uh, I imagine uh, you're, you're probably hearing their way up the chain on that. I mean, they're, they're, they're obviously really, really 
thinking about their their energy use and uh, and you know uh, being able to let more light in in the uh, in, in the winter uh, is uh, and, and let more heat in in the winter has got to be helpful uh, you know sure. I, I would I would think I would think most of the time to the to the overall energy budget which yeah is again I, I had a, a little point here um, we've done projects where it's a totally new building and energy values are on top of the list. And we've also done projects where it's, um, where we're switched, we're retrofitting the facade where it's an addition. And often they already have very old built-in furnace and they would just tell you the furnace goes on in December and it's turned off the end of the year. Right. And it's full blast all year because the rest of the building is just leaking all over, all, all over the place. Right. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> that's an interesting fact. Yeah. What are you, you going to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's a, yeah. They, they, well, they won't, they won't be getting away with that. They won't be getting away with that, I don't think, for much longer. Uh, no, no, for sure. Upgrade, but, you know. I mean, I was pretty surprised when I, I heard that one, and I've heard it twice, so I was kind of, okay. Yeah. The old um, boiler, the old boiler systems, right? And they, you know, they just, yeah. you, know, you can't, well, it doesn't, I mean, you can turn them on and off, but it's such a, you, you would never do it in a, in a, in a large building. Yeah, um, I, I didn't mention us also, but a, a trend we're seeing and that we're really pushing as a, for Unicell is um, behavioral applications. Um, that's something that is big um, in America right now and in Canada. We've had actually a lot of projects in Canada too. Um, sadly, we're all grow, we're all growing older. We're all getting old. We all live longer. But we, our brain doesn't always follow. Everybody in their family has sadly someone that is still alive, but mentally isn't all there anymore. Um, myself, my grandfather, actually all my grandparents have been through this, where it's 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 a growing concern. The population is getting older, but they need care, and a lot of buildings are converting their sorry, my part of my friend geriatric floors to behavioral floors. Um, where a lot more care needs to be given to the patients. Um, and it's something we're seeing a lot where um, the glazing will often be either a glass clad or a, even a polycarbonate. And that's something we've been pushing a lot and a lot and a lot. Um, and it's going crazy. A lot of retrofits are being done like this. And also new buildings are being built with behavioral thinking in mind. Um, so that goes to... Sadly, all the ligature points you would need to avoid. Um, we have integrated blinds, so they need operators. So we have a line of operators that are uh, anti-ligature, meaning you, you can't hang yourself with them or they can't hurt your, you can't hurt yourself with them. Um, architects will look also all your glass tops. Are you sure the gaskets can't be pulled out? That's something that we have special designs for. So we actually, as Unicell, don't only supply the IG, but we also make, we have a, um, a certified curtain wall system and interior window as well that's certified for an AMA 501.8 test, which is a 2,000 pound impact at the center of the glass. So we've passed um, actually on two products this test. So that makes us, and we have an exterior and an interior solution. Um, and that's something architects are really looking to have. Um, and this is where the integrated blind solution is very important because you need privacy control even for that level of patient care, but you don't want the patient to be messing up the blinds or the curtains because curtains are also ligature point right. for patients. So this is when 
um, our system is perfect. It's for sure a very useful product because you would have the privacy control for that level of patient, but also um, no no uh, no cleaning involved, but no you can't break it. Um, I've seen I've personally been on a lot of projects where the people if if it, if there's a gasket to be pulled, they will pull on it for sure. Um, so that's something that will that needs to be addressed. And architects are looking that level of detail. Like they're looking at it a lot. Um, so that's something that we are the yeah. top. Um, on top of the impact test, which let me tell you, two thousand pound impact is a very hard test to pass. Um, the hygiene has to stay there, and also the framing has to hold. So we supply a special. We have a curtain wall or punch window system that are anchored that actually hold that level of stress. Um, all together so the person cannot um, commit suicide or hurt himself. Um, yeah. So it, it goes to discussions I've had with architects about fecal matter and not being, no cracks. That's why I was saying like the clean, the, the, the clean lines, no, there, there need to be no cavity whatsoever where people can sadly put matter or whatever inside of that. So that's why having... It's almost close to a um, carceral, carceral level. Um, so it's not as stiff and sturdy, um, but it's as there's ligature point like proof. Um, so yeah, a lot of different glass. So glass pad in that application is uh, used a lot um, and also polycarbonates. So dealing with polycarbonates in exterior application is tricky. Um, yeah. It is tricky, and you want something that can be replaceable because it'll be scratched. Even That's right. Eventually, it's going to yellow on you, or or or, or scratch, or well, I guess exactly. I guess the stuff these days doesn't yellow as fast, but but it doesn't yellow as fast. Um, and I'll, you you also have a lot of new variants of polycarbonate coming. Um, you've had anti-scratch solutions that are very efficient. Um, they do scratch if you really want to scratch them. Um, so it's coming up with solutions that are going to bring that polycarbonate safety but also a replacement aspect of it down the road if you just want to switch their polycarbonate and not the full uh, facade system so that's something that's growing it's a really and there's not that much knowledge or certifications yet on the market um i mean if you look at fire rating glazing that's there's a lot of tests that's certified it's ul you go you get tested and you you can deliver for behavioral application it's not at that level yet so you have some tests, but they're not, it's not a yes or no. The architect is the enforcer of his project. And there's also a different level of behavioral application when you can have, I mean, there's different grades in. Right, right. Man, um, that is, you know, that that's that's great stuff, Vincent. That, that's something that would not have crossed my mind, you know, looking at a bid for, for, for you know, wanting to do something in healthcare that, yeah, you'd have to, I saw that on your press release uh, about the Vision Control Award. Yeah. We should mention, by the way, um, that uh, you know you had that two thousand pound impact on there, and I and I, yeah. and I went, "Geez, that seems like a lot." But that's I, a lot. That's <laughs> a lot. And, but I, uh, our, our engineering team worked so hard on this, and they've been uh, they've been very good. So we we actually had built our own test bed in the plant because we needed to test so much before finding the right recipe. So we have our own test bed and we're currently testing version two of the product. Yeah, so yeah. Um, we have we have two solutions. One is the vision control in a kernel wall application that's tested. And that's just, it, it is, there's anchors, there's welding, there's a lot of stuff involved that we supply to our clients. It's done by us and it's easy to install, but it's 
a big recipe that we've come up with to be able to pass that test. And we've also had this second product that we really like. It's it's a retrofit product. So a lot of floors, they want to turn them into behavioral application floors, but they don't want to redo the whole facade. Um, it's there. Often it's it's old, but they don't have the money to switch it all or it's it's okay and it's still viable. So we have this system that we retrofit from inside that will turn with vision control. It will give you the patient privacy aspect with the vision control while giving you the sturdiness and the testing required for a behavioral application. Um, so we offer both products depending if you want to switch the whole facade from outside or if you want to just retrofit from inside. Um, they're both tested and we're both going into V2 um, of these products coming out in the next couple of years. We've actually just, it's going to come out pretty soon, but there's this guide called the New York uh, Board of Mental Health. They have a guidebook uh, with architecture clubs that they make. And it's not only glazing, but it's also handles and whatever product that needs to be in a behavioral application, they, they catalog it because there's no tool out there for architects to design. There's not that many tools actually. So we've just been um, integrated in that book and we're really looking forward because that's going to be a good uh, actually, a, a first step on the big product product that we've launched. So, so there been, isn't a, there isn't an AA, uh, an AAMA standard uh, or uh, FGIA standard now, I guess, uh, for uh, for this stuff. So there is an AAMA test uh, that's five hundred one point eight for um, exterior for exterior applications. Um, it's a two thousand pound force, um, but. That's AM. It's, it's it's a standard for a test, right? Right. It's just a test protocol. It's not a. It's test not protocol. a. This is um, what it needs to be. Yeah. And you can the maximum you can test is two thousand pounds, but you can also test fifteen hundred pounds or one thousand pounds. Who tells you what you need? Nobody knows. Oh. So architects will often spec two thousand because that's the limit. Um, but two thousand pounds is a lot of test. It, it's pretty. It's pretty hard to get. So the architects are just doing raw engineering on this and deciding what they need? Um, from my understanding of it, I'm not an architect, so I, yeah, I just yeah, feel yeah. like... And this is why Uniset is very... Um, we, we've, we've seen a lot. We see all the projects because we're pretty much in every, every project there is uh, for that level of application. So we often have not a design build, but we... Like we're, we're part of the design process with the architects because yeah. we've done so many and we can tell an architect um, we've done this uh, elsewhere and this is how it was done. This is how um, this was good. This was bad. We would have done this. And then from that, we give them, our, our sales team gives them like kind of a guidance because um, architects are very good at what they do. It's just that's uncharted territory for a lot of them. And we, we don't know everything at all, but we have some knowledge and experience from the projects we've done in our tests and we, we bring them our knowledge uh when they're designing the building and they need they need some help and we've had a lot of architects come up to us and be like hey i have this building like how how do other people do it can you help me with the design you guys provide privacy solutions that are clean that don't need cleaning actually so it's perfect for that level of application but how is it put on shop drawings yeah <laughs> um, yeah behavioral so behavioral glazing that sounds like a new task force for the uh FGIA, they gotta get a uh, they gotta get a group together and uh, and make a standard for that, right? Uh, that that kind of you know that's again that's the resisting impact is 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 not really done. I mean, you can do it with laminated glass, but it laminated glass when it's breaking, you can still hurt yourself. So it, 
the tests for the 2000 pound are all done with polycarbonate. Hmm. Yeah. Well, and all the other stuff you talked about, right? Like, like yeah. having, having no ligature points, having no, uh, have, having uh, no, no gasket you can pull out. I mean, there's, there's all these considerations that yeah. it'd, be, it'd be nice to have a, it'd be nice to have a document that, that, that outlines, you know, those considerations. Right. And, and well, sets out a, otherwise uh, I encourage architects to contact us. We, we have all the knowledge. <laughs> well, there you go. That's right. Or, or you could just, or you could just call you to sell architects yeah. have all your questions answered. That's right. <laughs> I like it. Good. Okay. Well, listen. Uh, let, let's talk about installation. Um, um, you know, we 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 have uh, we have uh, architects and fabricators uh, who who listen to uh, to Glass Talk. We also have a hell of a lot of uh, uh, contractors and, and, and installers. Um, what, what are uh, 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 tell me some stories? What 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 goes on when you're when you're installing uh, 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 glass for uh, for healthcare? What what do you have to be mindful of? Um. I would say there's two categories. Okay. There's one, it's a brand new building with a date, an opening date. But that's like, that's, that's construction, put your green wall. And yeah, of course you're always late. Um, that's standard stuff. I mean, everything was for yesterday and you got to rush and finish on time. Um, and there's, that's something that we, um, everybody faces every contractor face and especially right now with the, the market and the lead times on everything and the, there's there's almost a, it seems like everybody's working out there there's nobody looking for a job so every on that level that's everybody's having the, the same issues um what uh, having an, uh, a facility where they're doing an extension or they're just renovating that's something that needs to be um thought of that involves a lot of section closures there's a real patience so that brings like lead times a lot like having access to certain parts having um just general access even if you're building this new wing of this hospital the rest of the hospital is still running so that means noise is is controlled entrance is controlled um you all you will have like positive negative space airspace so that needs to be addressed as well um so that we've we've had issues on jobs like that where it we're always kind of stepping on someone else and, and that's that's generally a problem in construction. But now you're adding all the healthcare people, healthcare trade in that mix as well. Um, so that's that's that that's proven to be difficult. Um, we've had projects where we were in behavioral application. I was down in a project in Boston the other day with some with our installers just to check that product that we're putting in and it was a live place so we had to like had police officers with us every oh. every, every room we went into um our tools like every all our tools were watched by an officer and then like there's there were some people really looking at my uh my cutting my cutting knife <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah yeah and i, I mean uh, i've heard people were just it was a, it was a, it was a funny day. It was, it was entertaining for sure. Yeah. That'd be out there. Um, yeah. It was out there. And it was, it was um, more of a very like young age behavioral application. So you'll have 20 to 40 year old guys that are in good shape and they're, they're not. And then the, the, this, the, the officers would be like, yeah, he can be violent. He's been violent quite a lot of times. And then like, okay, especially the, the glaciers on our team were just big guys. So I was, pretty reassured but that was like, <laughs> for sure 
And, yeah, that was a pretty funny one. But then he's gonna, he's gonna find another use for that, uh, you know, that hammer drill or whatever you got there, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You wanna, you wanna, and it, it really, it, 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 it got us, got me thinking really on like, and anytime architects are very picky on the silicones used and the, like the glass tops, the the fact that they need to have temper-proof screws if there's any type of visible screws or anything like that, it needs to be really 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 safe and often i was like okay that's that's next level and then you go in that application and like okay the, the, i get it these guys will just they have all day just to kind of unscrew your screw that is even if it's temper proof they're going to try to find a solution and it it really needs to be resistant uh, otherwise they will go through it for sure that's it that's that's interesting and you're right they've got all day yeah. So you're <laughs> eventually, yeah. if it's not, if it's not impossible to get out of there, it's, uh, it's going to come out of there. Yeah. I mean, interesting and, stuff. I mean, back, even we're doing schools with just regular schools for students. If you, if your gaskets, I mean, I'm seeing gaskets being pulled in schools, like yeah. it's had nothing else to do. Um, and that's even for that level of application, that's even a lot worse. So that, all the design considerations has to be, from inside thought of like, is yeah. there any threats, anything else like that? Um, and even our vision control, we, we thought about the, our ligature point, our ligature resistant operators to operate our louvers. Um, we've, we've had to double, double the um, wear and tear testing because some people will just turn it all day long because they're, they're focused on this and their, their disease will they just want to operate it all day so they we don't want them to break it we don't want them to pull it out and then hurt themselves so we've we've came up with some special designs that actually prevent that um so Neat. it goes a lot further than glass it's yeah yeah it's a whole okay. uh, yeah it's 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 a lot to it's a lot to think about for sure and and definitely different stuff than you have to you know, worry about in a regular commercial building or something like yeah, that. For sure. uh, there's, there's, there's unique aspects to it for sure. Um, a, another unique aspect is, is the fact that this obviously has to be a super healthy uh, environment. Uh, we, we might as well get to the, get to the COVID thing a little bit. I mean, yeah. I mean, is there, is there an aspect of, of, of the glazing that, that, that is, is helpful, harmful, that, that's important to consider as far as, you know, germ control, infection control, like is, 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 does it, does any of that, maybe air, like the air circulation or something like that is, is any of that becoming more of a concern for the um, architects these days? So you would, with COVID and that's always been on the table is they have, they have negative or pressurized rooms. Um, so in a, in a COVID environment, you would have a positively, pressurized room meaning air is pushed in and then it, it needs to come out I, actually negative rooms I, I confuse them all but it's yeah. it's really important for air to either flow one way or the other it'd be positive uh, inside it'd be positive inside the room so it's pushing the air pushing the air out, out, right? Right, yeah. but then if it's an it's an isolated by patient i recall i think they put an, the, the other way around but oh. it's it's anyways it's the same air leakage issue that we need to figure out um, for exterior glazing, it's not that an issue unless you have openings, but we do a lot of interior glazing as well. So you would have the, the any glass that's in between the patient rooms and the hallways or sliding doors that needs to be airtight. So we have a lot of uh, requests for uh, smoke seals 
or uh, smoke gratings that we supply as well because we supply also gaskets and glass tops that comes with our products for our IGs that are specified for the special applications. So that's for sure something first and also for all your curtain wall or your, even your, your stops or whatever aluminum architectural product you're using, um, cleaning this is important. Um, now there's new um, studies coming out with uh, copper-based product or there's also special kind of antibacterial anodizing that's being done. That's all part of R&D because it's not out there yet, but that's something that's coming out pretty soon where um, it, it, the bacteria would die on the mat material quite fast. Um, a lot of people know that um, if you use uh, copper, uh, copper, copper kills bacteria or bacteria don't live in copper. Um, obviously, you don't want to be building stuff out of copper, but um, all our operators are brass made, which is a mix of copper and aluminum. So that would prevent some germs and bacteria uh, formation. Um, our operators for the vision control, our thumbnails, we have a special um, antimicrobial uh, HD plastic, HDPE, which is a type of plastic polymer. So even the, the wheel that a lot of our clients use to operate our blinds or, or louvers are made of antimicrobial plastic. Um, so there, we, we go really, we narrow down all the needs for a healthcare application and yeah. deliver that to architects um, to make sure, because this, this is our core business and that's what's needed if you want a sturdy and long, long time, a long lasting uh, facility. Um, our vision control is actually warranted for 20 years in interior applications. Um, and I've been pushing sales to do a uh, lifetime warranty. We don't do it yet, but that's something that we're very confident of for interior applications. Um, so in terms of, it's it's all about cleaning um, and resisting and resistance to cleaning products. Uh, long Over time, if you're losing uh, specific alcohol, um, they can wear and tear um, framing for sure or paint finishes. Um, that's something that we need to figure out and actually make sure it doesn't tear, wear and tear over time. Copper anodizing, that's interesting, or at least- a, It's not copper anodizing. Copper it's, infused. There's, well, not for aluminum, but for, um, I, I, we've been working with, a, actually in touch with a company here in Quebec that has a new patent on anodizing with an antimicrobial technology in the anodization. Um, okay. We're not, they're not to the making length of aluminum length that they only do small batches, but um, it's something we're definitely looking for all our operators um, to be yeah. able to have a certain antimicrobial feature to them. Interesting stuff. Interesting. Well, listen, Vincent, you guys are obviously uh, uh, on the cutting edge of all this stuff and, uh, and looking at, uh, at all the latest technology. Um, I want to, uh, I want to thank you uh, very much for joining me today. And uh, giving us the uh, giving us all the great information on uh, on healthcare glazing. Thank you. I hope it helped. Thanks for listening to Glass Talk. You can find this episode at glasscanadamag.com or on the major podcasting services. Glass Talk is a presentation of Glass Canada Magazine and Annex Business Media.